Blog Talk Radio. Well, good day and welcome to the Dr. Fred Says Show, where we bring you live from Miami, Florida, Dr. Fred Valdez. And we cover the state of health in the world today. And today's topic is going to be extraordinarily interesting for a lot of people. Last week's was, was dynamite. We had a lot of listeners. And this week's very interesting also. It's going to be called The Dark Side of Statin Drugs. And Dr. Valdez is going to show the correlation between statin drugs and inflammation and cholesterol. And we know many people who are taking statin drugs, so this should be interesting. And today he is going to cover that, and he's also going to um, cover a little bit about how things are tied together. So in case you're not familiar with him, he teaches part-time at a medical school close to Miami. His background is emergency medicine. He has spent many years studying complementary medicine. Within his team are doctors, chiropractors, therapists, alternative health care practitioners, and professional athletes. And we'd like to welcome you to the show, and thank you to our audience for continuing to support us. And uh, good day, good morning there, Dr. Fred Valdez. Oh, good day, good morning, good afternoon. How are you? Uh, this is a, a great topic, Denise, uh, because, you, you know, I've, I've mentioned this many times before, uh, when I do my lectures at the, at the medical school, you know, I tell my students that if you want to know what, what diseases are, are affecting the population, just watch TV and, and look at the ads on TV uh, of, of pharmaceuticals, of drugs, and, and tell me which drugs you see the most. Well, you know, this, this is something that's really, really huge. We're talking about the drugs called statins, and those are drugs used to lower cholesterol. Now, let, let me just put some, some things into perspective here before we go on. Uh, folks, when, when these drugs were developed uh, years back, uh, they were not meant uh, to treat, you, you know, to prevent uh, cholesterol and all that. They were meant to treat people that had morbid high levels of cholesterol that were high risk for heart disease and so on, and that's what they were meant for. But what's, what's happening, you know, and it's, it's nature of the marketing. Okay, as the marketing increases, our money, a lot of money is being made from these drugs. Uh, you know, let's use them on, on a lot more people. And as a matter of fact, I heard something that's really, really concerning to me, and that to a lot of peers that I know, and medical professionals that I know, that they were talking about using these drugs now on children. <laughs> okay, on children, 12, 13, 14 years old, to prevent uh, uh, possibly a high damaging cholesterol 10 years down the road. When you look at the side effects of these drugs, that is a, a totally insane uh, uh, thought uh, and statement. Uh, but I wouldn't doubt it because, you know, it's just an easy way out, right? <laughs> so what are statins? And, and, again, I have to apologize a little bit. I was lecturing late last night at the college, and, and, and my voice is uh, it's going a little bit. But <clears throat> statins, like I said, they're, they're cholesterol-reducing drugs. And the one that I'll make emphasis on is Lipitor. And Lipitor is a brand name for the drug on the class of statins that functions in two ways. Just a little overview on that. Uh, what they do is they block an enzyme uh, that's known as HMG that uh, correlated taste. And this enzyme signals your liver to produce cholesterol. So by blocking this enzyme, the liver won't produce, um, you know, cholesterol. It will reduce the amount of cholesterol produced by the liver. And it also reduces the amount of cholesterol in your bloodstream. Uh, now, we need cholesterol, folks. Cholesterol has some very, very good 
good uh, uses in our bodies. We absolutely need cholesterol for protection, for immune system, for cell protection, and so on. Now, there are seven brands of statins uh, that work kind of the same way and sometimes a little bit different. Um, they include Lipitor, I just mentioned, uh, less called uh, Lovastatin, Altaprev, and Livalol, Prevastatin, Prevacol, this is a big one, and then Crestor. Crestor, uh, uh, folks, is one of the ones with the, the big, big side effects that many people cannot take. And then Zocor is one of the latest ones called Finstatin. It's also fine and generic. Uh, and that, that has a little bit less side effects. But we're going to talk about Lipitor a little bit. But all these drugs reduce cholesterol. And, and you know the thing is that, yeah, they do reduce cholesterol. Uh, yes, they work. But, you know, it's like everything else. When we use a drug, we use medication, you always weigh the, the benefits against the risk. And, and, you know, one of the things about cholesterol is there's a lot of things that are very misunderstood about cholesterol. Uh, and, you know, how, how do we get high cholesterol? Well, you know, there's such a thing as familial cholesterol. It comes in your family, right? It's a genetic thing, and you may have a strong factor for that. And then, you know, it's very, very difficult to lower all the types of cholesterol. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, you, you know, you have the high density and the low density cholesterol, and, and the total cholesterol, which is what a lot of drugs do, is not as important. It's really not, unless the levels are extremely high, you know, and that's what the drugs are meant to do. You know, if, if a patient came to the office and had a cholesterol of, you know, a total cholesterol of four, five hundred, something like that, six hundred, yeah, they say, oh my God, your cholesterol is high. You're only 35 years old, so by the time you turn 45 or 55, it may be a lot higher. So we need to give you a drug, a statin, to lower that cholesterol. Uh, but now they're using it, and, and they're lowering and lowering the bar all the time. Now they're saying, you know, if your cholesterol is 180, the total cholesterol, and you're 40 years old, for example, say, well, it's 180. You know, it's almost to a 200 level. It should be less than 200, right? That's what they say. So we're going to give you some some uh, some statins to, to keep that cholesterol from going. Because you're only 40 years old, by the time you turn 50, it could be higher. You know, there's some logical thinking behind that. But, but there's, a, there's a lot of uh, side effects from all this. Now, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Lipitor. Uh, Lipitor is made by Pfizer. It's a huge, huge pharmaceutical, worldwide pharmaceutical conglomerate that owns Lipitor. The sales uh, totaling $130 billion, okay, one, three, zero with a B, billion. Uh, this is just huge. Uh, you know, even though the website lists a lot of the side effects, uh, they say, well, you know, we've lowered cholesterol and we saved a lot of lives and so on and so on. And a lot of that is marketing, folks. Now, I'm not one to say there's a conspiracy, uh, you know. To, no, but you know what? It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to that, Denise. It's the nature of the beast. You know, pharmaceuticals are making billions and billions and billions of dollars and use incredible amounts of money and techniques to market their drugs. You know, I ask my students all the time, why is it that you see ads on TV of drugs that are prescription? And they go, well, you're right. It's absolutely right. Why do you think they show those commercials over and over and over and over on TV? That's because they actually, you know, brainwash you a little bit. I hate to use that term, but, you know, that's what marketing is. Commercials and marketing on TV is brainwashing. They repeat it over and over until you get it in your head, get it in your mind, and then you visit your doctor and you say, you know what, why don't you put me in Lipitor? I saw it on my TV and it must be true. And, and that's what happens, you know, thousands of times, and that's how they make their money. Now, yes, it does lower cholesterol. Absolutely, the things that, that, that show that, that Lipitor lowers cholesterol. But here's, here's the dark side. 
And, you know, we, we call the show the, the dark side of statins, uh, you know, for very good reasons. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of them, but I'm just going to name three of them uh, as far as the, the dark side of statins and especially Lipitor. Uh, one of the, the, the most common side effects of all statins is pain, you know, uh, pain in the joints that can get very severe, and that pain a lot of times happens at night. Now, 11.7% of the patients taking the drug uh, had severe types of pain. Uh, also, uh, neuropathic pain, pain in the extremities. Uh, it's, it's on a long list of Lipitor side effects. This pain sometimes will wake people up, you know, cramps on, on, the, on the calves and all that. Uh, will wake you up, and it can, it can become very painful. Crestor, the other statin I mentioned, one of the ones that I mentioned, uh, also has very, very severe side effects, actually higher than Lipitor. So muscle pain and muscle weakness, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, if you catch it early enough, of course, uh, you can be fine. But eventually, if it's not caught, uh, you know, it can lead to kidney failure. So, you know, you lower, you lower your cholesterol, but you, you, you have kidney failure and you die from that. But, you know, I tell people, I say, well, you die with the low cholesterol. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? You die from kidney failure. So, you know, that's insanity, Okay. Uh, and also, you know, I didn't know this. I have to admit, this is uh, new because this is all new information, folks. This is all new stuff that just came out. Uh, it may cause a common cold. It, it, it may, uh, you know, provide uh, bad side effects uh, as a common cold, uh, nasopharyngitis. So, you know, in the cold season coming up, winter coming up, uh, you know, that's something you, you should think about. They say, what's a common cold? But, you know, a uh, common cold for older people taking cholesterol, uh, you know, it can be something serious. Now, 12.9% of the patients on Lipitor can expect the form of a cold within a short period of time uh, after you start taking the drug. <laughs> so, and then the other one that I want to mention is, is elevated risk of diabetes. And, and you know, diabetes, uh, folks, diabetes type 2, it, it's, it's an epidemic in this country. I, I venture to say in Canada as well. Uh, it's an epidemic, diabetes type 2. We've done shows where I talk about diabetes uh, and so on. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a serious thing. So and if you get diabetes type 2 and you can't control it with uh, weight loss and diet, then you have to start taking medications for, for diabetes along with uh, the statins. Uh, so here's, here's a picture that's not very good. Uh, the, average, the average American uh, 20, 30 years ago, uh, took an average of, I think it was two drugs or so, you know, maybe for high blood pressure and so on. That same person today, not the same person, obviously, but, you know, the, the same uh, profile of, of person today takes an average of 13 drugs a day. And that's because you take a drug for that, that causes a side effect, and then you take a drug for that side effect that causes another side effect, and, you know, it's like a vicious cycle, and you take drug after drug after drug. And what we have then is, you taking 13, average of 13 drugs a day with a lot of side effects. So, you know, the risk of diabetes, uh, it, it, uh, it's, they did a meta-analysis that was published in the British Medical Journal just last year, folks. And, and uh, this was a large, overreaching study that found that high statins, including Lipitor, uh, is associated with an increase in the risk of new onset diabetes. In other words, you didn't have it before, you you got it because you're taking this drug, uh, and this this folks this is a large study that included uh, uh, 137,000 patients. This is a huge study. You know, a lot of the studies you see sometimes, uh, you know, 
they studied 100 people or 200 people. This was 137,000 patients all over the world. So you, you, can't, you can't say, well, it's because they were British or they were Canadians or they were Americans. None of this is all over the world. And, and they found that the risk of new onset diabetes occurred within the first four months of taking the drug. Uh, there's another study from Brazil that had this exact the same results after reviewing 90,000 cases. So this is not hearsay. This is not anecdotal uh, information. Uh, no, this, this, is, this is evidence study-based information. So, uh, you, you know, and like every, pretty much all the drugs you see on TV, uh, let me just tell you this real quick before, you know, we go into, uh, you know, what are the options that we have. Uh, there, used to, there used to be a time when you saw ads for commercials on TV and they told you the benefits, but then the, the side effects and all that were done in a very, very, very fast voice that you couldn't understand at all, okay? It was actually a computer-produced type voice. A little bit like that. Well, they passed a law some years uh, ago, thank God, that that law says that you have to uh, state the side effects of the drug slowly, so they can be understandable. So, and now what you see is drugs on TV, including the statins that we're talking about, where you see 30 seconds about the benefit, and then 48 seconds or, or half a minute or a minute about the side effects. And then when you look at the side effects, you go. Oh my God! Is, is it really worth it taking this drug to lower my cholesterol a little bit? Uh, you know, you have to really have to think about that. Uh, I mean, it's funny in a way, but in a way, it's not funny because the side effects can be really, really, really brutal. Uh, you know, you get diabetes, you get kidney failure, and so on and so forth, and you get cramps, you get pain. Uh, that's something you need to think about. Uh, and again, these drugs, folks, it's not like you take them for a week or a month and your cholesterol drops, and you're fine. No, pretty much these drugs, you're told, you're going to take them for the rest of your life. Now, if you're 80 years old and you start taking these drugs, you know, the rest of your life could be 20 years, maybe, okay, 15 years. But we're giving these drugs now, Denise, to people that are in their 20s, okay? So the rest of your life, if you're in your 20s, my goodness, you're talking 40, 50, 60 years of taking those drugs. Uh, that That is... That's, that's not smart. That's insanity in some ways. Now, I'm not saying that there's a conspiracy, to, you know, but what I'm saying is that is really the nature of the beast, and, and doctors get caught in the, in the, in the web of, uh, you know, uh, if you got this, I'll give you this drug, and if that doesn't work, I have another drug that just come out that may work better and not give you a lot of the side effects. And, you know, it's, it's almost like a vicious uh, cycle uh, over and over and over. Uh, and it's hard to escape it sometimes. Now, what are some of the options? Well, you know, again, this is a great place to say that, you know, if I mention some products here that I think could help you, uh, they're not meant to treat, diagnose, prevent, or mitigate any diseases. Uh, but, folks, there are options out there, okay? Now, total cholesterol, again, let me repeat that. Total cholesterol, the ideal total cholesterol when I do the lectures from my classes, it's 100 plus your age. <laughs> you know, but that is in the uh, in the dream world. That's that's in in, in Dreamville, not in Realville. Uh, very few people can do that. Uh, so if you're 40, your cholesterol should be in the 140s. If you're 50, you should be in the 150s. And then they say less than 200 is what you want to have. But of course, it depends on age. But but again, unless the levels are really high, the total cholesterol is not. I repeat, it's not. And, and not my opinion. This is not, this is documented. 
uh, is not as important as the difference between the good and the bad cholesterol. Okay, you have the low density cholesterol and the high density cholesterol. Uh, the low density is the bad cholesterol. Uh, that's the one that really attaches to the platelets and, and forms the plaque that causes the arteries to uh, to be blocked and you know causes heart attacks and stroke and all that. So you want to have a, a ratio of at least two to one uh, with those numbers. Okay, uh, two to one. You should have twice the numbers of, of a good cholesterol. And, and uh, as opposed to the bad cholesterol. And then the other factor is triglycerides. Triglycerides is a, is a triad of, of uh, you know, cardiac risk uh, in, in, in your lab work. And triglycerides is fat in the blood. It's not cholesterol. It's a little bit different. It's pure fat in the blood. So, you know, we've known already for a long time, should, should you reduce fat? Absolutely. But there are good fats and bad fats. <clears throat> and again, I don't want to make the show about nutrition today because you know we'll, we'll do that at another time perhaps it sounds like a good topic but of course you know there are good fats like avocados is good fat nuts are good fat and there's other fats that are bad okay but we won't get into that today but triglycerides is another measure that you need to find out as far as your risk for heart disease which by the way you know heart disease and stroke is still the number one killer in the united states and i'm sure canada too denise and by the way used to be only with men, but guess what? Women now have the same risk for heart disease as men do. It's no longer, cancer is no longer the number one killer for women. It's now heart disease. And there's some factors that, it, that we can add with that. I don't want to make the show too long, but there's some factors that you can add to that, like, uh, you know, high stress levels, uh, uh, single women, for example, working two jobs to, to, to sustain a couple of kids and so on and so forth. There's a lot of factors involved in that. Uh, smoking has increased with women too, so this all the factors that contribute okay, to, to 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 high risk of heart disease. But of course, cholesterol again is the difference between the high density and the low density cholesterol that really makes a difference. Now, what can you do? You know, we're part of CG International, and uh, like Denise said, I've been involved in wellness for for many, 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 many years. So I've been an advisor for a couple of companies and so on, and uh, I was attracted to CG folks because. The, all the research that I saw behind the foundation of Siege International, which is a, a botanical, a plant called Moringa oleifera, uh, and it has a, a large uh, amount of properties, beneficial health properties, that are evidence-based. I mean, I'm not just saying that this is stuff that's been published. And if you want, you can go to PubMed.gov, which is a government uh, you know, website, and you, and you type Moringa, just Moringa, and it will give you a huge number of sub moringa with cancer, moringa with this, moringa with that. And when you click on that, you will see hundreds of studies just on that one line alone. So it's not something like voodoo, weird, rare stuff. No, it, it, we're talking about more than 300 uh, peer-reviewed studies uh, on moringa referral. Now, one of the benefits, and that's what we're bringing to that topic, uh, our company, Steve International, makes two drinks. We make a drink called Super Mix and we're called Smart Mix, and they are both based on a Moringa Oleifera mix. Uh, it's different than other Moringas that you see in the market for the for this following reasons. It's the only company that not only do they have their own farms where they grow the Moringa organically and it's picked by hand and it's dried in the shade so it doesn't lose nutrients, but it's the only company that uses all parts of the plant not just the leaves, 
because the different parts of the tree have different properties as far as antioxidant action and so on and so forth. So uh, they use the leaves, they use the fruit, they use the pots, and they come, it's a vertical process. They own the farms, they, they crop it, they, they uh, ship to, to Salt Lake City, Utah, and, and that's where the drinks are, are manufactured. Uh, and by the way, with FDA, the, the, you know, the highest uh, uh, grade from the FDA, the FDA spent uh, four days in there, and, and they said these Moringa drinks are actually pharmaceutical grade, and that's a very, very hard distinction to get from the FDA. For them to call it pharmaceutical grade means that the, the purity, the amount of Moringa that are in the drinks, it, it's at the top, top, top level, pretty much unequal by anybody else. Uh, so these drinks actually help you maintain good cholesterol levels, coming back to the topic. And one of the reasons it does that, uh, you know, the antioxidants do play a role in that. There are certain antioxidants that help uh, sell the cell health uh, with cholesterol. But one of the big, big, big reasons why it helps you with the cholesterol levels is because of the fantastic word called inflammation. And inflammation, folks, is totally tied to bad effects of cholesterol. As the cholesterol, uh, the heavy cholesterol deposits in our arteries and all that, there's an inflammatory process, and it worsens the effects of that cholesterol. Well, Moringa has 36 natural anti-inflammatories that you can take on a daily basis, and anybody can take it, men, women, children, anybody can take this. And the anti-inflammatory effect alone is going to help your body maintain or even lower in some cases, and I'm not making any claims here. Uh, you know, a lot of the times we talk about anecdotal stuff and people, that, but, but, you know, the evidence is just overwhelming as far as the anti-inflammatory effects. And we know nobody can tell you that inflammation is not a factor. That, that's been more than proven over the last 10 years, that body inflammation is a factor not only in cholesterol and heart disease and stroke, but in cancer as well, in Alzheimer's disease and, and so on and so forth. So the anti-inflammatory effect of super mix and smart mix absolutely will play a healthy role in keeping your healthy cholesterol levels and actually, in some cases, perhaps lowering your cholesterol levels. So, Denise, if you have any comments, uh, I'll pass the show back to you. Well, thank you, and, and interesting as usual, and uh, certainly close to my life. Um, I was just wanting to add that um, maybe our audience doesn't always realize that these shows are recorded, and so several minutes after the show has ended, you can access the recording 24-7 and probably back to the last three years of recordings. As long as there wasn't any blog talk radio glitches, they should be there. So there's some very interesting information that Dr. Valdez has passed on with us because these are all medical studies. A lot of these are double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. So this isn't opinion. This is actual fact. So on that note, would you like to give the audience your email address in case they have any questions for you? Of course. I'd be more than happy to. Uh, my email is fredvaldez, the number 56, at gmail.com. fredvaldez56 at gmail.com, and of course, just as it was last week and the week before and the week before and the week before and the years before, Valdez is spelled with an S, not a V, and I say that because it's a common mistake. You know, sometimes I get people, I email you three, four times, you never answer that. I don't receive anything. How did you spell it? Oh, V-A-L-D-E-Z, and I said, oh, okay, that's the problem. 
So it's with an S, <laughs> fredvaldez56 at gmail.com. Yeah, he's not that coffee guy. <laughs> Anyways, he'd like... I wish he's probably a multi-millionaire. <laughs> and so we'd like to say thank you very much for all the research that you do to bring to this show the great information. And we'd like to thank our audience for continuing to support us. And have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>